7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn and I chose Doom 2. Doom 2. From id Software, now Bethesda. Bethesda. (laughs) That is a mouthful to say. Yeah. Sounds like you have a mouthful of uh, butter and rolls in your mouth. Bethesda. Now, Bethesda are quite a big game studio, right? Even I may have heard of them. Are, yeah. So, I think currently... Um, you know, like Wolfenstein, the big Wolfenstein 2 game, the big Wolfenstein games. 3D? That they've remade into okay. big epic storylines. Uh, Is that kind of what they do? For. They just remake 90s games? Well, I think when they acquired id, a lot of the properties came along with it. Mm. Right, that's presumably one of the reasons for acquiring id. Which, until I mean, a few years ago, I would always call ID. Aha, right. What a fool I was! <laughs> They're also responsible for all the Fallout games. Um, the big sort of debacle was Fallout 76, which became a big joke. I know you watch Monster Factory. Oh, okay. I'm back on board. I'm listening. And um, they they recently had a good time with the good Fallout 76, making their beautiful characters. <laughs> um, they're also responsible for games like Skyrim, which you must have heard of. Elder Scrolls. Oh yes, the oldest of the scrolls. The, yeah, the eldest of the scrolls. You know, not the not the not the little brother scroll. You want the eldest scroll. So really, what we're learning here is they know games. Well, yeah. Vesda, we know games. I think they used to know games. Hmm. <laughs> right. What's their What's their history on mobile like? Because I'm not sure I know any of their mobile so games. That they, sounds like something I should have researched before yeah, we started the show. So they recently launched uh, Elder Scroll Blades which was supposed to be their big mobile endeavor. Ah, yeah. Which didn't really go anywhere. The, the Elder, Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Blades. And it was touted to sort of bring the Skyrim Elder slash Elder Scrolls experience to mobile. Um, it had this unique thing where you can play either in portrait mode or landscape mode. Oh, one of our favorites. Okay. One of our favorites. Uh, but for some reason, it just didn't really pick up. Maybe they were getting rid of some of the initial bugs. Um it might be something that we should revisit down the line because we haven't played it yet. Yeah. See, they've also done Fallout Shelter. Right, which is sort of a, you know, like those ant wow, farm games. Wow, is not what I thought Fallout looks like. Okay. Well, the Fallout Shelter is a completely different game from regular Fallout. Fallout, not Shelter. Bethesda exactly. Pinball. Okay. All right. So it seems like they've kind of dabbed, they've touched their little baby toe into mm-hmm. the pool of mobile games, but nothing's quite hit home. Until Doom 2 came out, and, what? well, spoiler alert, I still don't think they've really hit it either. <laughs> right. So I think there were previous, maybe there might have been like other versions of Doom that have been on the platform for some reason. It might have been illegal. It might have been sort of like remakes. Yeah, I feel like there was some of the ports maybe for Android for the Cyanide, no, Cyan mod, whatever that was, mm. Cyanogen, okay. the mod for Android where you could basically do your own thing on Android. And I think... It was probably some ports of that back in the day. Yeah. Um, but this, this is, is official. This is official. It's sort of in lieu of their how many anniversary? 25th, I want to say. 25th anniversary of Doom and Doom 2. Yeah. Oh boy. Wow, I suddenly felt old. So they, they've launched actually a whole bunch of games um, on mobile all at the same time. Oh, it looks like well. it's only Doom and Doom 2, huh? Oh, okay. Wow. 
Oh, I didn't know there was just the Doom one. Interesting. Right. And this is also... Uh, oh, no. Doom original one is launched from id Software, and then Doom 2 is from Bethesda. That's odd. Okay. All right. So there's some licensing shenanigans going on, but... Hmm. Yeah. 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 That seems to be the case. Okay. You played Doom 2, the original version, when it came out back in the day? I did. I played it on my... I, I believe it, it was previous to my Pentium. Okay. I played it on my 486. <laughs> um, you know, with my 28.8 baud modem. <laughs> connected to is, my yeah. friend's computers. Playing a little multiplayer Doom 2, you know? Yeah, see, I never had the multiplayer experience in Doom. I think there was... Because there's like the, the death match. Was that the... It was the, the, that match. That was yeah. the, the big thing. Right, right. That was something we I didn't experience. And I believe, but I played the levels through. Yeah. Right, and I believe Doom 2 was the first game out of the Dooms that actually allowed for you to have deathmatch and all that stuff. Where Brendan started. Right. <laughs> he got those ideas from Doom 2. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like, I think the sound effects of Doom are just so uh, unique and... Yeah. It brings me back to a time like the door opening, the you know, mm-hmm. like that yep. sound. Yeah. It's so unique to the game in that era. I feel that sound has probably been used for countless movies of a pneumatic door, sci-fi pneumatic horror door opening and closing. Yeah, you're right. The sound is very evocative. Uh, they did such a great job with the sound. That and was probably the- like bananasly difficult back <laughs> in the day to get anything like decent sound. Right. And then you know, the Sound Blaster 16, ad lib. <laughs> the sound effects of the demons. Like, yeah. You know, this, the fireballs. Yeah, everything's really good. Uh, so, yeah, you get the original game, Doom 2, all of the levels that you vaguely half remember from back in the day. Mm-hmm. But you also get new levels, the master levels. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have loved to check it out if I <laughs> got through the game. Oh, dear. Yeah, I feel like there is such a potential here for us to revisit this game in a really, really good way. Especially with the fans, right? Especially for new fans as well that have never played Doom before. And That was something I was thinking about. about like, is this game appealing for new players? Or people without the nostalgia kick? Right. But or yes. is the other side of this, you know, like, our memory of the game is so fond that really nothing can live up to expectation. Um. But or more- we, or our memory was so fond, we'd put up with almost any any kind of terrible implementation just to experience it again. That's true, and I feel like I've given it a pretty good shake, <laughs> and I think the verdict is out. All right, spoiler, Sam, your verdict so far is this is not a good implementation of Doom Two. I would say like, I I can't disagree. I would say borderline unplayable. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I don't know, like, I, I really gave it a... I feel like I gave it a pretty fair shot um, because my fondness of the game, I think, overlooked a lot of the, the difficulties of me playing this game. Yeah. And even then, it was just not the way that I want to play a game these days or even this game revisited from my memory. You know, like, it's... Yeah, it was unplayable. Talk me through some of the problems you experienced. So, first of all... Um, it only leaves you with one control scheme. And to my knowledge, there doesn't really seem to be a way for you to change or edit that control scheme. Yeah. Right? Yep. I think a large portion of the way people played this game originally 
was probably not with a mouse and keyboard. It was probably just via keyboard. Yep, that's my memory. Alt, Alt and Control, right, and the arrow keys. Space yep. bar to fire. Space bar to fire, which is completely bonkers these days because you don't use the space bar to fire, you use the space bar to jump. As I learned the other day, trying right. to play PUBG. <laughs> exactly. And you use the arrow keys to move around, right? I think it was like the tab or like the alt. You press down and then it strafes. Mm, right? Yes. Yep. Um, but obviously nowadays the control scheme is a little different. You use your left hand, WASD keys, to move around and strafe at the same time. So bonkers space to jump and you use the mouse to look around um and in both aspects like i don't think this game has covered either of them nicely first of all it leaves you one control scheme which is like the default control pad scheme that you have in modern games nowadays whereas the left control stick sort of moves you around right uh forward back strafe left strafe right and then the right control on-screen control stick kind of you know, it's it's your view. Like, you can rotate your head and all that stuff. But <laughs> either they don't know how to play games on mobile <laughs> because the sensitivity is, like, way jacked up. It's, that was it's almost comedic when you first try and play it. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look. Whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. I just did a 360. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, am I an ice skater doing a pirouette? What the hell is going on? And so, I mean... Like, it's the- almost a bug, I would say, because... Surely no one can play a game with that degree of sensitivity. <laughs> Unless you're a master. <laughs> right. Unless you can move your thumb like three microns at a time. Yeah. Um, so there is, we shall say, there is a, a sensitivity setting which you will be lustfully looking for in the settings after trying to play for all of 10 seconds. Right. So here are the options on the gameplay settings mm-hmm. where you can control... The gameplay settings. Yeah. The first one, sensitivity. Okay. Right, here's pro tip. Crank that all the way down. All the way down. Yep. Second option, always run. Checkbox. I tried checking that once and then rapidly (laughs) realized, no, I want like slower movement, please. And those are the only two settings you can play. There's no options of control scheme one, control scheme two, control scheme 503, as according to PUBG Mobile. (laughs) Do you find yourself changing control schemes? Is that something? I mean, by default, normally, like, uh, people that have spent a lot of time making the game um, usually will come up with a control scheme that best fits the most common user. And I usually trust a lot of game developers to make sure that they, you know, they have in place the control scheme that they feel is the most representative to play the game. I just feel like nothing like that has been done for this game. Like, did they actually play this game? (laughs) Did the developers actually try out this mobile game after they've made it? I mean, yes, you're right. That was my thought as well. But I think it is a pretty standard control scheme, as you say. Like, you know, left hand moves you around, right is sort of view, tap to fire. Bizarrely tap the middle of the screen to interact. Yeah. Which... uh, It's totally odd. That's the wrong thing to do. It doesn't even have on-screen, like, hover buttons. Which I think is an interesting aesthetic choice, and I don't disagree with. But I think we probably should have a button at least for open door. This, to me, just feels like a really, really, either a really, really lazy implementation of them just getting it out the door. Yeah. Or maybe there is, like, some creative direction to say, let's not mess with any of the UI elements as much as possible not add our stuff all over it. Yeah, which I appreciate. Which I appreciate too, but I feel like they already have, um, they've already added elements where, you know, like 
the load buttons are are new, and then there's like a map button that's new, which is great. Um, but they really didn't add anything else, which seems to be totally out of place. So yeah, I just kind of kind of boggled by this game. Because yeah, yeah. One of my favorite parts of Doom is, of course, getting that shotgun, getting the super shotgun, the chain gun, smoking those pesky demons. Sam, how do you find the gun controls? Awful. <laughs> right. Really, really awful. Like, also completely baffling. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the aiming in Doom 2 is a little bit unique. I think as long as you match up the horizontal. Yes. A vertical, I think. No, the horizontal. Like oh, I the left and right. Yeah. It will auto sort of match the vertical. Right. Because you cannot yes. look up or down yep. in this game. Such a simpler time. Yeah. I approve. You can't jump. You can't jump. Yeah. Um, so if someone was sort of standing on a step or like two steps above you, you just had to make sure to aim. You're facing them, basically. Yeah, basically facing them. But in mobile, it was extra difficult because one, the sensitivity is really high. It's jacked up. Uh, and two, as soon as you got the aim, in order for you to fire, you had to double tap, right? And then you get the issue of the thumb drift. <laughs> when you lift up your thumb oh, and you put it back down drift. again, yeah, that will shift your aiming quite a bit. Yeah. And so the, the double tapping nature really didn't work out in this aspect because like it would move your cursor or like your, your aim. And of course, when it does that, you're not going to shoot the person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it seemed like you had to be pretty precise in terms of the horizontal uh, yeah. in order to really get them, especially if you're a little bit far away. Yeah, it was also baffling because every time you start the game, you get a lovely overlay telling you exactly how to use. And on the on the right hand side, you have aim slash shoot, tap twice colon auto fire. Which, I mean, maybe I'm a goober, but tap twice to me, tap twice colon auto fire means I tap twice and I just always fire. But that did not seem to be the case. It seems that if you just tap, oh, I just couldn't work out the. I couldn't. If you told me. How do you shoot the gun? Right. I couldn't really tell you. Mm. I think you tap. You can tap once to shoot. You can tap twice to shoot. But I don't understand what auto fire is. Can you tap twice and on the second tap keep your thumb down? No. See, I thought that would. That would. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what makes sense to me if you want to auto fire. Yeah. Or is it just tap twice and it enables auto fire and then you move around? Yeah, it's bad. It's on. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it was very disappointing because shooting things is the fun of Doom. And if you don't beef the control so bad, it was disappointing. Especially after playing, I mean, you know me, I've played a lot of PUBG Mobile. <laughs> you uh, still continue to play a lot of PUBG Mobile. Yeah, I get in an hour yeah. or two a day. Yeah. Um, I mean, they take full advantage of the iPhone touch controls where you can, you know, look around and then if you force touch, then you shoot. Right. And that's a fantastic control scheme. Or at least they have clear buttons for... I just... Yeah, I think they just beefed the shooting. Because it's also... It takes a while. It doesn't feel responsive to shoot, right? I don't right. know if you had this experience yeah. too. It feels a lot delayed, yeah. whizzing around. You're pirouetting at a bazillion miles an hour because you can't really control yourself. And then you double tap. Oh, and then you shoot the gun. Right. Which is... So I feel like there's something that's happening there as well from the way that I thought it felt like. It was like 
trying to get rid of the miss auto taps, like the miss taps, right? Trying to kind of mm. calculate between, oh, did this oh. person mean to shoot or did this person just mean to sort of tap twice and sort of like look around? Yeah. Right. And it felt like it was trying to calculate for that. And then only when it finally registered, oh, it did mean a double tap because this right. person's not moving the thumb, mm-hmm. then it's going to fire. Yeah. I like that theory. Yeah. Which then can be fixed with just having a fire button on screen. Just have a fire. I mean, it's 2019. (laughs) Mobile shooter games have been around for quite a while. And good ones too. I've played a bunch and I honestly can't remember one that I struggled so hard to control. I know. And I thought maybe it was the nature of the game. You know, it is an old game. So we need to like sort of retrofit these elements. But no, it's it's really not. Just have a separate button. It's going to work out. People will figure it out. All right. Uh, three by three, Sam. Ah, three or by three. Let's find some good points. So the good points, it does stay true to the original Doom. It's a Doom. It feels like Doom. Like when you open it up, outside of like the intro cinemas, uh, the, cinematic, the cinematics of the logos popping in. Oh, you mean all five of them that you have to tap through it each time that. when you start the yeah. game? Yep. Uh, It does feel like Doom. The music's there. The graphics are there. And the graphics look great on the phone. You know, they really made sure the pixel quality really shined through. Yep, it looks like, just like Doom, how I remembered. Um, And then, uh, yeah, like once you start the game, it does everything that you expect the game. You know, like has, if your aspect ratio of of your phone is a little off, it sets a nice background image for you that's patterned, you know, obviously taken from the original art. That kind of stuff is nice. Packaging is pretty good. Yeah. 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 There are new levels as well, which is pretty fun. I have Have you been able to check them out? Yeah, you just tap the master levels. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's not like you have to get some achievos. I must, have been, I must have been too angry. <laughs> Single player. <laughs> yeah. New game. Oh, the master levels. The master levels. Oh, and wow, there's like a whole selection of them. Yeah, I think they've those are pretty fun. They you can sort of loot up pretty quick on some of the levels I've played because you know the original game. Oh, you're gonna get the pistol for a little while. You're gonna play a few levels, then you get the shotgun. Uh, with the master levels, they're like, hey, here's a chain gun. Off you go, son. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just died in two seconds when I tried one of the master levels. Uh-huh. There's a chain gun person right next to me shooting at me. Okay, well, yeah. uh, my advice would be get good, son. <laughs> Uh, next good point. We talked about the sound. Yeah. Sounds still pretty damn good. <laughs> 25 years later. Yeah, it does sound good. That's how I remembered it. It's great. Stand Everything's there. Fun. Yep. Even, you know, surprisingly pretty good uh, stereo effects placements of mm-hmm. where the people are. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe I remember that from the original game as well. Good stuff. That's a okay. good point. <laughs> yeah. On to the bad points, Edwin. Well, I wrote down, they totally beefed the controls. Yeah. Which I think is baffling, but it just really detracts from playing the game. If you can't control your character, you can't shoot reliably, you can't aim properly. I mean, though, what else are you going to do in Doom if you can't control or aim or shoot? That <laughs> so, is the like, main aspect eh. of the game. Right. Yeah. Um, if you can't shoot effectively. Yeah. Like, you just want the shoots to be accurate. Yeah. And repeatable. <laughs> like, sometimes yeah. I couldn't repeat my gun. Right, I, am I tapping once? Am I tapping twice? Like, yes, I just didn't. Uh, they just, yeah, I don't understand yeah. how this got past quality control. Did you ever use the chainsaw? 
No, okay. they've got the chainsaw. So the chainsaw is available on the first level. You just have to go oh, it's backwards a when you start. Oh, right. Oh, now it's all coming back to me. Right. Much like Celine Dion. Uh, but even with the chainsaw, you know, one of the best aspects of the chainsaw is for you to just turn it on and run around with it. <laughs> Right. right, of course. And so that's where the auto fire would have been helpful. Mm. But you that's couldn't not. keep it down. Like, mm. I, I sounded like Christopher Walken just a little. <laughs> you couldn't keep it down. <laughs> uh, you couldn't keep it down. Like, you couldn't just turn it on. So when and I double tap, it would just be like, Meh. and then I'd press it again and be like, Meh. so I had to run up to someone and then double Meh. tap it and be like, Meh. <laughs> Meh. Meh. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, if you can't use the chainsaw, this isn't doom. <laughs> that's my first bad point. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. Um, controls are just so bad. I just couldn't get through playing another level. Yeah, I feel like I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, on this one occasion, I tried. <laughs> I actually put some effort into uh, the game. I feel like I got slightly better. Mm. Like, But still, eh, man, yes. Couldn't. Yeah, it never got enjoyable, or never, it never got to the point where I was past thinking about how to control the character. Exactly, right? it just, I was never got to the point where I'm, oh, I'm playing the game and I'm exploring the levels and I'm fighting bad guys. Right, it's always, oh whoa, I didn't mean to do that. Oh whoa, I never, no, no, not there. Oh whoa, whoa, stop that. Yeah, the control scheme always became a layer for you to yeah. interface with, rather than just a game being an interface for you to enjoy the game. That's it. I mean, I think those are pretty severe bad points. Like, if you can't control the game, you can't. If yeah. you can't control the game, you can't play the game. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I also wonder about the nostalgia. Like, it works on you and I, who were playing games 25 years ago. But I wonder if the youth, the youths, the <laughs> teens, the youths. those teens today, with their memes, um, are they... Is Wait, it, sorry. Is it still fun? Hold on, hold up. What did you say? <laughs> I learned that in Spanish, meme is pronounced meme. <laughs> which I love. Hopefully that's true. Yeah. If it's false, then I, hope I look too. like a fool. But, <laughs> but I yeah, was kind this... of wondering, like, is this, does this, does the actual gameplay stand, like, stand alone by itself in 2019? Because I kind of got a little bit bored of the maze Aspect thing, of it, the collecting the key card, going yeah. back to the point of opening the door. Yeah. I mean, I think this goes back to like what you said previous episodes ago where there's just all this media geared towards millennials, right? Like, <laughs> you know, hearken on that 80s slash 90s experience and just repurpose it so people will buy it because we are the age where we can just spend money. Yeah. Uh, and this totally seems to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> right. I saw Doom 2. Yeah, 4 99 of course. Of course. Let's go. Do it. That's like a coffee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, next time I see a teen, I'll ask him. <laughs> hey, you like that Doom 2? <laughs> yeah. Yo. Hey, come over here. You like that Fortnite? How about a dude? You gotta two? first greet him with a dab. You know? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and a awesome vape rig. <laughs> I don't I don't know what teens do. A jewel. Alright, seven day rating Sam. One day. Oh dear. Yeah, I couldn't I, I played like two levels. Um yeah. and I really tried. I spent a lot of time with it. I probably spent like close to thirty minutes just like replaying a level, seeing if I can get it right. Yeah. Um, getting all the secret doors because I remember there was lots of secret doors in that first You've level. You've got to get that 100% secrecy rating. Yeah. And then after I sort of went through the second level, I was just like, this is not, this is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to give it a three. Okay. But I, my experience was the same. 
I also I couldn't get past the second level. Mm. And I'm a reasonable player, I would say. Yeah. Um, you have that PUBG experience all racked up. <laughs> I was hoping that would come in useful. Yeah, the se- even the second level on the second easiest mode, I felt like my aim was so terrible, was so difficult to aim. Right. Yeah, I was going to get past it. Played a few of the master levels, which I'm going to say are probably a little bit more fun. Mm. I think they were perhaps tailored for newer players to get in, get the guns, start shooting. But yeah, three days... I'm not sure I can really recommend this game. No, especially not with that price tag. Um, especially if you're already used to playing other shooters on yeah. mobile that have far superior controls. I don't think Fortnite has anything to worry about. <laughs> they shouldn't be scared by the Doom 2. Yeah. Um, another thing that I was sort of disappointed by is that there's no multiplayer. Mm, right. At least with the crazy control scheme, if you can connect to other players playing this game, bring back that nostalgia, you know, of connecting up to each other's computer using the LAN thing and <laughs> Give me that fight land each other. Thing. Yeah, fight each other with like rockets. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, that wasn't available. Um, I don't know if I still have hopes for this game. If they fixed the control scheme, would it make you revisit this game? Yes. Yeah, it would. Mm. I would like to play through it again. Yeah. I don't think it's a game that I necessarily would like to play on my PC. Yeah, it's, it would be great if I can do that. Um, yeah. Any other comments, Edwin? I think for me, the final thing is that it requires like a Bethesda ID login at the beginning. I don't know what for. Oh, you can press skip. You can press skip, but like... Every time. Why is that there? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Sam. What do we have to play for the next seven days? Well, I guess a little bit of announcement. We're going to be taking a week off. Vacation time. Vacation time. So you technically have a fortnight to Uh play. Uh, don't play Fortnite. You have seven days or more to play. Between seven and 14 days to play. BTS World. <laughs> oh, boy. I oh, just listened to the latest episode of Potterless, and they were talking about BTS. Okay. It's the latest game from Netmarble Corporation, which is a Korean game company um, suiting because they, BTS is a... First of all, Edwin. Yeah, I know, know the first question is going to be... Do you know what BTS is? <laughs> <laughs> I have not lived under a rock, so I am vaguely aware that they are a Korean pop band with somewhere between 20 to 500 members. Yes, all accurate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but that is all I know. There's actually seven members. Oh, okay. So not like the crazy bands that have 400 members. But let me read you the description. It might help. <laughs> I'm sure, sure it will. It's 2012. And you work at Big Hit, which is the, which is the label ah. that BTS is under. Okay. As BTS's manager, their debut is up to you. Is this the beginning of your success story? Will you be able to go back to your own world? It's time to live your wildest dreams. Jump right in. Wow. Um, so let's see. Game characteristics. Help BTS debut dramatic cinematic BTS story. Embark on a journey where you and BTS grow together. <laughs> Bring the members together and help them develop into great artists. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. Well, so, so you're teaching kids to piggyback off other people's talents. Well, and take twenty percent. <laughs> it actually looks like there's a there's an interesting premise. So I haven't I haven't played this game yet. Okay. Um, Very well restrained of you, thank you. And I thought it'd just sort of be some sort of idol manager. So there's like this genre of games called idol manager where you're growing these idols you know like you choose outfits for them 
I-D-L-E or I-D-O-L? I-D-O-L. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not like so an not idle clicker. clicker. Yeah. Okay. It's an idle, idle clicker. <laughs> Works so well on radio. But this story actually seems to be a little bit uh, already, to me, mm. a little bit intriguing because it is the beginning of their career, right? Mm. So when before BTS got huge... 2012. 2012, you're sort of their manager and trying to grow them mm. um, as, as artists, as the big artists that they are now. Ah, I see. So, Sam, the most important question I have for you is, who is your favorite member of BTS? Uh, that's like asking who is your favorite... Member of Hanson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all know it's Zach. So. <laughs> I think Jin is probably the one that I know the most. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a delicious drink. <laughs> Not spelled the same way, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, there there are tons of people in that okay. band that, you know, that people really like, like... I think Jimin is also another one that's... I know. Uh, the only one I know is JK. They talked about that on Portalus. So, yeah. I think his name is Jungkook. Okay. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. It's like, well, I will be an they're, expert they're all in the next seven to 14 days. I honestly really couldn't tell you which one is which. <laughs> Unfortunately, I yeah. like the music, but I actually don't really know the band members too well. Well, you're about to learn. I'm going <laughs> to say, Sam. <laughs> what if this makes us into super fans? Well, tune in. In 14 days to then find they out. they have succeeded. Yeah. Edwin, things of the week. One of my favorite TV shows over the last couple of years is back on Friday, Mindhunter. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bewitched. Well, the, the band? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that is a British band. <laughs> that just brought back memories. <laughs> right, we were talking about S Club 7 the other day. Now it's time to bring back Bewitched. Anyway, um, no, Mindhunter. Hmm. The David Fincher directed uh, story of the development of criminal psychology and profiling of serial killers in the 1970s. Mm. It's back for season two. I am re-watching season one, which is fantastic. It is the one about the serial killer that has a very unique voice, right? It's not about any specific serial killers. You, oh, get, gotcha. you get a bunch of them, oh. which is kind of helpful. So it was actually rather useful that I had listened to that Charles Manson a documentary podcast that I mentioned last week because, you know, this is set in 1972, so there's sort of like the Shadow Manson right. hang over it. They don't actually ever speak to him, but they do speak to other fictional implementations of real serial killers, like uh, Ed Kemba. He's quite amusing in the show uh, and a bunch of other people. So I've also been spending a lot of time on Serial Killer Wikipedia, mm. which is a fun place to be. Yeah. I feel it's such a good show. The show is so well done because it's so into a horrifying, hole. yet understated and almost boring. It's mostly people just sitting in rooms talking. Yeah, I remember I watched so, fantastic. a couple of episodes and I really love the aspect that this is a science or a, you know, a forensics wing that really hasn't been established before the time that's depicted in the in the show, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's the general feeling of the time was like, oh, these people are just crazy. Like, mm. why the hell are we even talking to them? Lock them up forever. Throw away the key. That's all we can do. And then there is this, you know, small plucky unit, which I believe is based on a true story mm. that was like, no, we should be studying these people and learning what is psychopathology and how can we apply that and how can we use that to solve cases in future. Oh, wow. But it's back and it's great. Super and it's interesting. very well made. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I will put that on my list. And not too many nightmares. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Yeah, right. Happens years later. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, too, am watching uh, something. It is a Amazon original. Amazon original? Called The Boys. 
the name already doesn't like yeah yeah I when I saw the the treatment of the name and sort of the image that they used kind of turned me off but yeah. then when I watched the first episode uh, I kind of liked it mm. yes my boyfriend has also watched it and said it's very good yeah so it initially off the bat it kind of looks like sort of a rehashing of the misfits that British show where what the fuck is brunch <laughs> Great show. Let's go eat some nuggets. Uh, but it's not like that at all. It is about superheroes. That's too bad. But it's also where the superheroes are almost treated like a private military corporation. And so everything is about money and fame and power mm. and how this company that runs superheroes is this big thing that's trying to make it into the government. We're trying to make it a part of the government, and so there's that aspect of it, but then it's also the aspect that these superheroes are just egotistical maniacs that do things for fame and, you know, Instagram follows and all that stuff. So it's a really good take on, like, the, the influencer status and all that stuff. Mm, interesting. Uh, and the boys are essentially about a small group of people that's planning to, to take that down. Okay. I think the... One of the main reasons I struggle with it, just based on the name alone, is that that is also the title of a straight-to-TV movie from the early 90s starring John Lithgow and <laughs> James Woods as a pair of writer-slash-directors called The Boys. I taped it off TV like oh, wow. way back in the day, and I've never been able to find it since. And to this day, I really want to watch it again, but I cannot find it anywhere. I've even enlisted the help of one of our mutual friends who is good at <clears throat> acquiring media. Mm. It is very difficult to find. Interesting. You know, I might have actually seen this movie. For some reason, in the 80s and 90s, I was really into straight-to-home movies. A writer discovers he's contracted terminal cancer, most likely from breathing in the smoke of his lifelong friend and long-standing colleague. Uh, their playful relationship is upset and prompts them to set about tying up the loose ends of their lives. Released April 15th, 1991. Amazing. I remember it as being very good. It currently has a 5.8 on IMDb, so maybe <laughs> my childlike uh, wonder of this movie is misplaced. But So um, I'm going to tell you about another straight-to-DVD-slash-home <laughs> to video movie. This sounds like a podcast waiting to happen. It's starring Keanu Reeves. Oh, wow. So this is probably one of Keanu Reeves' earliest movies. And for some reason... Uh, in the video store that I went to, had it. And it turns out to be like one of my favorite movies as a teenager. It was called The Night Before. Oh. From 1988, <laughs> PG-13. Whoa. Uh, yeah, risque. Uh, let's see if there's a little premise about this movie. Surely there must be a synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> it's written by a user, though, so we'll see how this goes. Okay. A geek takes Tara to the prom but ends up in the wrong side of L.A. <laughs> he wakes up in a dark alley and slowly remembers what happened to them. He sold Tara to a pimp. <laughs> a night to remember. <laughs> I mean, I'm intrigued. But actually a very endearing movie. Um, oh, okay. Uh, it has, actually has controversial Lori Laughlin in it as Tara. Do I know who that is? She was recently in the news. She was in Full House. She was the aunt in Full House. But recently on the news for bribing colleges. Oh, okay. Right. Right. 
uh, and Keanu Reeves is obviously the main actor. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if anyone else remembers that movie, shout out. Yeah. Feels like we should have a straight-to-video night one time. I have a bunch. Yeah. Oh boy, do I have a bunch. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Join us for the next 7 to 14 days when we shall be playing... BTS World. What a world it is. Hmm. I will learn what BTS is. Back be their manager. It actually means Pangtan Sonyo, which is Pangtan is, I think, the name. And then Sonyo just means like the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the young boys. There's no escape. Boys everywhere. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at 7 Days to Play. Or you can look at our Instagram, 7 Days to Play. And 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play.